Did you buy that, or did you cut it yourself? Uh, I cut it myself. Figured you might. Probably easier to do. Than... I thought I would insult you subtly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those nights. Yeah, well, it's always one of those nights. Well, always. Mostly. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. I'm always the weakest link. Thank you for calling me today. Thanks for holding. Kind of skipped movies there, didn't we? Yep. That's because of the way she sounded. Ah. Uh, Boom! Second subtle insult. Now, why don't you insult him? Oh, we'll get to that. Have you ever listened to the podcast? <laughs> Half the fucking show is Gary insulting me. And me attempting to insult back. And Yes, it's hard to insult somebody that doesn't give a shit. You getting detrius all over you from our insult. Her and fuck you in your subtle insult. Is not subtle at all? Man. Yeah, the subtleness is kind of wearing off. Yeah. Fuck you're, you! Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> Boom! Subtle insult. <laughs> Something's going wrong here. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing. Because that works well on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello! Hello! It is the 29th of November, 2012, episode 86 of The Skeptic Wire. I am your host, Gary Lon, and with me this week, or perhaps I'm over at Greg's house, which I would be with him. So, uh... No, I'm, I'm not going to save you there, Gary. Gary. Keep going. And... I'm at someplace else. So with Greg this week, our Greg Prine, he's with himself. That's yeah, that's par for the course. And, well, he does have multiple personalities, so. And Donna Swafford. Yeah, I'm here. That's okay. the only way I can have sex with someone else. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know if you use both. There, TMI. You know if you use both hands, it's a menage a trois. So how's everybody's week? Sucky. Yeah, mine's mine's been interesting as well. It was Thanksgiving week. Uh, was it? That In between last... the last show and the show. Oh, that's true. So happy belated Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. I guess. We well, already we, we wished people Thanksgivings. Happiest? Or just sure. Do we do we curse upon them? You shall have a Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, not my family. Some people in their families, yeah, that is a curse. Actually, my Thanksgiving was really quiet at my house. It was kind of nice. You know, didn't even actually turn on the TV the entire day. Didn't even watch the Macy's Day Parade. Awesome. 
So I gotta, I gotta do a, uh, I, uh, and, uh, hey. <laughs> Go ahead. Stop. Rewind. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, back up. Speak loudly and clearly with big mouth movements. You forgot Use the clearly thing. Use your words, Gary. Use ah. your words. So I went to the doctors. <laughs> I got a, uh, uh, a, a colonoscopy. No, I did not get a colonoscopy. That will be soon, though. No, but I've already those had you can get on Adam and Eve. That's fun, yeah. Really? I don't think you can get a colonoscopy on well, yeah, yeah, sticking. Okay, you could, you could probably get an enema, but sticking a GoPro up your ass, not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we have ruined Donna's film career forever. <laughs> or shall we say, soiled. <laughs> I've got a red camera. Let's see what... <laughs> Look at the high def. It's 4,000 uh, frames per well, Let's see. Per do we use the pointy end or the blunt end? <laughs> um, no, I got an echocardiogram of my heart done. Echo, echo, exactly. echo. I'm getting one of those done in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So everyone will be happy to know, I'm sure, that my heart is perfect. In fact, not only is it perfect, but it is perfectly situated. It is properly in the up-down alignment alignment that should be as it should be in the torso. It's lovingly nestled in nature's vase. Yes, except it's a little bit low, apparently. It's right near my stomach. Well, it has been a while since he dated. Yeah. But, you know, uh, way to a man's heart is to his stomach, so I'm just trying to get the heart close there. There you go. <laughs> Oh. And that's actually anyway. So, yeah, uh, I, I I didn't get to see the, the the echocardiogram of my heart, but I did get to see when they went up and did all the the jugular vein and the carotid carotid, carotid artery, and and the guy showed me on both sides of my neck, and that was pretty cool. Did they use the radioactive dyes? And... No, no. Um, I, I I was there for a stress test, and so they they put well that and a stress test. And so they, they put all the EKG stuff on me. It's like eight, eight um, what is it, electrodes. Sticky yeah. electrodes. Sticky yeah, electrodes on my body. And then they got me all gussied up and then told me to, to relax. So, you know, lie down and like, oh, we're not going to be able to do your stress test. Like, really? Why? Uh, no, don't worry. Just uh, the, the reading we're getting from your heart, just uh, we need you need to go and have a, a nuclear stress test. <laughs> Oh, where they feed you the, they feed you the egg and you, whatever. Uh, yeah, I think it is a nucleated egg. Yeah, well, it's either they inject me with um, radioactive substance or or I or I, I swallow mean, it. Yeah. Um, and then it goes through your body and it tenses up your heart. So I'm like, look, I can run. I know I can run. I'm not going to keel over on this stupid treadmill. <laughs> like, well, you have to go over there. They can actually do it right, and so. So Monday, I get to go in and take a radioactive pill. So, so next podcast, you might have superpowers. I might have superpowers. Or I could be riding away from radiation poisoning. We shall see. You would either call me Spider-Man or Madame Curie. <laughs> I think the second one would be a little bit more fun. <laughs> yeah, and plus I'd have to go through the sex change. I don't know if I can do that in a week or anything. Gary Curie. Gary Curry. Gary Curry. So, that's how my week has been. How's your week? 
uh, dealing with insurance companies, which is, you know, so much fun and several of them. And I'm, I'm not going to talk about them. I, I'm really looking forward to Obamacare now because I just really kind of want some of these middlemen crap shit fucking assholes to get out of my way and actually make life a little easy because I have scanned, faxed, emailed, mailed, certified letter, notarized two tons of shit. Because my insurance company's going. That's a lot of shit. You can you. fax shit now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. I thought it was just spam letters from delis saying "come meet our sandwiches." <laughs> so yeah, I've just been dealing with that. Faxes. Yes, faxes. Who receives faxes anymore? Insurance it, companies. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> insurance companies for my right customers. Like they'll never get us. Damn, someone still has a fax. <laughs> I'm perfectly healthy as far as I know. <laughs> I can oh, stand to lose weight, yeah. but besides that, I'm fine. So <laughs> I am perfectly healthy. I just have problems. Apparently, so, I'm the one who's not healthy. So, yeah, I yeah. got thick blood. Apparently, yeah, thick, <laughs> thick blood. Yeah, apparently, it, I make too so many they, red they, blood cells. They told Donna. She you said that the you could you have to cut out alcohol and caffeine. caffeine. Like the two things that make the world go around. Well, except for Greg. Except for me. Yeah. But you do caffeine. Yeah, from time to time. Yeah. I don't I have any. Hate so you're, you. not, you're not quite the Mormon. I don't have anything against it. I just never got a taste for coffee. Yeah. So if I'm taking a long car ride, Coca-Cola or something right. like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm missing my coffee already. <laughs> they told me no coffee. And then when my friends posted a, a Java update saying, man, this coffee is good. I can't believe anybody would give this shit up. And, and, and directed it at me. And I was like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, Greg, yes. what do we got for birthdays? Do you know who was born on this day, November 29th in 1898? 18... Albert Einstein. No. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Or October or something. No, Albert Einstein is March. And no, Joan oh. Stewart was born yesterday and not in 1898. Ah. Um, the guy who invented Risk. Is, uh, it, is it a skeptical guy? No. Then okay. why are we talking about him on the skeptic it, wire? In his youth, he was atheistic, but he's famously converted back to Christianity later in life. Oh. Like, like a serious, not not a senile one, but an actual conversion. Yes. Uh, mm. Do we do we have anything more to go on? He's an author, and his name first name is Clive. Clive Anderson. I, don't I think so. know, I know. <laughs> okay. C.S. Lewis. Ah, I thought that was going to stump you guys longer. Yes, Clive Staples Lewis. <laughs> Staples. That's where the office supply store is. I'm sorry. I I was like read up on all my other stuff today, and I didn't read his middle name until just now. (laughs) Who names their kid with the middle name Staples? Well, I mean, it wasn't. It could have been his mother's maiden name or something. I guess. It was probably. Actually, 1890 was pre-Staples. 
So yeah. it's kind of like they Mike Nesmith, Nesmith who got, you know, his family was rich because they invented liquid paper. Maybe C.S. Lewis's family invented staples. Staples. <laughs> Could be. So, yes. Uh, so not quite skeptical, but he was... He he had, he lost faith in God and, and all that. Mainly, he was more, like, angry at God for not existing. And then, famously, in talking with Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien of the Lord of the Rings fame, converted back to Christianity, but Tolkien wanted him to be a Catholic, but he became an Anglican instead. Oh, so he's not really a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a lot of strictly non-fiction apologetics trying to explain why... Christianity as a whole was a good and positive thing. Not necessarily his one version of Christianity, but that their God was a good idea and that Jesus was definitely divine because he, he used the idea in Lion, the Witch of the Wardrobe that little Lucy, when she was trying to convince everybody else that there was a wardrobe in this magical land, that either she was lying, um, insane, or she was right. So by that notion, he said, well, if... If we don't think God, uh, Jesus was insane and we don't think he was lying, he must have been right. So that leads to the idea that C.S. Lewis is not exactly an Apo- academic <laughs> apologist. He's no. more of a popular apologist, yes. where a lot of the academics are like, no, nah, your argument doesn't really stand up. Because he, he, he writes he writes good. Yeah, but he wrote some entertaining stories that, you know, I knew it was... You know, uh, an allegory for Jesus and the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and all that. But, hey, it was an entertaining story and okay movies. Rich, rich in symbolism. Kind of heavy-handed symbolism, but rich. Because the lion's a hippie. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, I I, I misspoke. The the staple was was around at that time. It was about, uh, it came around about 1860. I just thought I'd clear that up. So Gary was furiously Googling while I was talking. Yep. yep. There, there is an officemuseum.com. Office <laughs> of course there it is. It has a page on staplers. All righty. Nice. So, yes. But does it have one for red swing line staplers? Yeah. So, yes, C.S. Lewis, um, known to his friends as Jack for some reason, uh, <laughs> it was born today, November 29th. 1898, and he died in 1963, also in November, but on the 22nd. <laughs> so he didn't quite make that even number of birthday thing. But did he live a long, <laughs> full life? It was about mid-60s, so... No. <laughs> he did not live a... Sure he did. 60s is pretty good for being born in 1890. Eh, okay. Can, okay, I have to break in with something, because I love it. When groups that that I'm opposed to start sex. infighting, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it. Pat Robertson basically called out Young Earth creationists yes. and said, "Oh, by the way, this that's wrong. The Earth is however many you know, however many years old it is." Yeah. Ken Ham has responded, and this I love this. 
He said, and I quote, Not only do we have to work hard to not let our kids be led astray by the anti-God teachings of secularists, we have to work hard to not let them be, astray, be led astray by compromising church leaders like Pat Robertson. <laughs> This excerpt was posted on YouTube by a group that is the project of the People for the American Way. Pat Robertson gives more fodder to the secularists. We don't need enemies from without the church when we have such destructive teaching within the church. Yay! Has, has he listened to Pat Robertson? Yeah, like this creationism <laughs> thing was the first ammunition that Robertson just, ever gave secularists. I love watching the little, you know, yeah. infighting between them. And I just, I Your just view read of that. God is wrong. That's about the, that's the history of the last few thousand years, years of yeah. humanity. Exactly. So, last week, everyone was waiting with bated breath <gasps> about this. See, now you should have taken your inhaler. That would be a good time. But, uh... Can I breathe yet? No. Keep holding it. About the Mars Curiosity rover and having this big Ew. announcement thing. You may now exhale. <laughs> because it turns out okay. that no. was incorrect. Oops. The reporter that was interviewing... Mohawk guy? Mohawk guy, wasn't it? No. Oh. I did see an interview with him Elvis this week, hair though. guy. I don't uh, think Mohawk been. guy. I don't think it was Mohawk guy. Damn it. Uh, John Grotzinger. That's not Mohawk guy. No. Uh, no, no, because Mohawk guy was kind of in charge of... Uh, uh, flight director, I think. Flight. Yeah, he was a flight mm -hmm. director. Where this, this guy is a mission scientist and having to do with uh, geological stuff. Geological, not Mohawk guy. Not Mohawk, right. So geological research and you focus on chemical, physical interactions between life and the environment. And he's responsible for planning the missions. So he's one of those guys. Anyway, so he was talking about the uh, Mars Curio cur the Curiosity rover, and basically said, "Oh yeah, it's we're going to get really great data from it." And the reporter just kind of thought, "Oh, you're you're getting great data," and, and kind of took it that next el elaborated to the next step. Exactly. And no, he's just saying, no, this is a really cool mission, and <laughs> it's doing a lot for our knowledge of Mars. So, very sad. So it's all the reporter's fault. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, it's the reporter's fault, and then the whole um, telephone game that all of the news does when they hear something, and then they blow it up, and so pretty much, you know, Mars is actually shifting orbit, and it's going to be in the same orbit as Earth. Wow, okay. I didn't read that one, but... <laughs> no, but that's so. the kind of thing that, that, that happens. That's, that's sort of what... They're just like, you know, is our life? Whatever. So it got overblown. But there is really cool news from NASA today about the planet Mercury. The three of us are going to be chosen as astronauts? That would be so cool. But I don't no. think I'd pass the health test. Yeah, you have thick blood. <laughs> And you have an incorrectly positioned heart. I have a perfectly positioned heart. Thank you very much. It's you said it was just, low. No. It, it's no. just a little south of where it should be. Yeah. No, for, so for what she was expecting. Because apparently she, her, she was expecting it way up in the chest. And mine's actually properly placed, damn it. So the rest of the world is wrong and yep. you're the only one who's right? I, oh my God. It's I so follow scary. the book. What book? All the books. <laughs> the book of love. <laughs> Yeah. Crazy Anatomy. Yeah. Sure. So, no, my my heart is in the right place. I'm just a bastard. It's not what so, your ex told me. <clears throat> oh, nice. Which one? 
all of them. I don't, I don't know. I was just going for a thinly veiled insult. You don't even insult. know her name. Oh, it's a subtle insult, is it? <laughs> I see. Well, we use a big poopy head. Ooh, subtle insult. Bam. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Mercury, even though it's very, very close to the sun, certainly closer than we are. <laughs> yeah, not so much. No. Drink. So, um, it has ice on it. So cool. we can turn Thank Mercury her. into a cocktail. Yes, a Mercury cocktail. Available Don't you at mean Adam and Mar- Oh, no, sorry. We're talking about Mercury, are No, we're we? talking about Mercury. So Mercury, the closest planet to the sun. The one where, that's really supposed to be hot. Yeah, the, where temperatures get up to like 700 Kelvin. And remember Ouch. remember that uh, yeah, I uh, know what water that boils at 373 Kelvin. So we're yeah. talking, you know, 300 above that. Warm. And some odd, yeah. And then it also gets down to 100 Kelvin, which, of course, 273 Kelvin is freezing. So on this little planet right near the sun, on the hot side, is really, really hot. The cold side is really, really, the cold, cold side is, the cold side is really, really cold. And then at the poles, um, there's places that just don't see any light. So in some of these, these craters, there's ice water and like a shit ton of it. Cool. Yeah. So it uh, Mercury is tidally locked with the sun. It doesn't rotate. No, I, 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 I couldn't find that. I think it actually does rotate. But it rotates in a way that keeps one side facing no, the sun all the time. No, that would be tidally locked. Mercury, hold on. Tidal lock. Yes, you are correct, Greg. Mercury is tidally locked. So one side is always mm-hmm. going to be cold, which is kind of cool because that means that if we were to go there, um, we could... Be on that side. We could be up near where uh, the hot the- meets the cold. And actually, one cool thing is like that differential in temperature and heat would give us already an, an electrical source, uh, just automatically. So, Gary, isn't there a Isaac Asimov short story about Mercury and like mining robots that are there? And because it's tidally locked, the robot goes into the sunny side but can only go for so long. Yeah. Uh, right. And so um, that's relevant somehow. <laughs> <laughs> right. But because Mercury is tidally locked, that's what right. we're talking about. And I was incorrectly asserting that it was not. I thought it, I thought it spun. Well, it's, it does spin, but its day is equal to its year. Yeah. It's like the moon, always facing the same way. Yes. Same face. But there is a the rotation sun. that keeps that yes. happening. Yes. You guys interested yet? Are you asleep? I am. Donna is. AdamandEve.com. So, so that's. I, I thought that was a really cool story. I mean, there's enough ice there to cover like Washington D.C. I think in like two and a half feet of. of oh yeah, because Washington D.C. needs that kind of problems. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of cool. Um, so we were originally started talking about how this curiosity story went off the it went rails. Viral. viral, it really did. Yeah, it kind of got a life of its own, and and it was wrong. But uh, we decided not to talk about it because there wasn't any information at all, and we were correct to do so. So we were waiting for the peer reviewed research to come to come out, or. For or at NASA least to someone, actually... someone to come forward and say, uh, hold on a second, this yeah. isn't quite as earth-shattering as people alluded to. Exactly. Kind of like uh, when that lady found 
the bacteria that was eating the poison. Arsenic. An arsenic. Yeah. And, and it turned out it's not actually be the case. And before they even did peer review or anything, they held this press conference. Now we have a another case where we have this breathless press release, but it's nothing quite so scientific, although it does come from a sort of technical scientific area. There, there is a doctor Dallas? involved. There is a doctor involved who is an actual scientist. And this yeah. <laughs> a company that does DNA analysis. Called DNA Diagnostics. Incorporated. Claims to have... They claim they've sequenced Sasquatch's DNA. Yes. And not just once, but like five times. Right. They, they From claim, five different samples. Yeah, they claim they found... Some 20 samples of mitochondrial DNA, which is just the mitochondria within the cell, which is the powerhouse, which has its own set of DNA, which you just get from your mother. But they also claim that they found three to five nuclear sets of DNA. Uh, According to the press release, they sequenced 20 whole mitochondrial genomes and then utilized next generation sequencing. To obtain three whole nuclear genomes. Okay, we're, we're starting a little skeptical thinking about this in that they're using a lot of wiggle words like next generation sequencing. Right. In saying, you know, don't pay no attention to the man behind the right, curtain. Right, because it says to obtain three whole nuclear genomes from purported Sasquatch samples. The genome sequencing shows that Sasquatch mitochondrial DNA is is identical to modern Homo sapiens. Yay! But that Sasquatch nuclear DNA is novel, unknown hominin related to the Homo Homo sapiens and other primate species. Our data indicates that the North American Sasquatch is a hybrid species resulting of males of an unknown hominin species crossing with female Homo sapiens. So basically, women are... Fucking Bigfoot out in the middle of the woods and having little Sasquatch babies that they don't know about. Uh, and apparently, they nice. they don't really seem to understand how popula- population genetics could happen, because the only way you could have that where it's purely human mitochondrial DNA and mixing in is if there were no of these other non-hominid primate species females to come along. Amongst the any of these uh, of these Bigfoots, which meant it had to be all or mostly males from this unknown species, which I'll get into a second, and all females that were humans, as if they all just split off all at once and started breeding, where it's more likely that there would be mixing here and there, kind of like how we find little bits and pieces of Neanderthal DNA in, in modern modern humans, anatomically modern because it's humans. little bits mixed here and there. It's not all or nothing, right? And that's how. Evolution works. It's oh. not. It, it doesn't take little chunks here, little chunks, you know, whole segments here, and whole yeah. segments here, and, and puts in Frankenstein's them. That's yeah. not. That's not how genes work. We can make those genes now. Mm-hmm. Oh well, maybe this goes back to the alien theory <laughs> of the Sasquatch. Oh dear. <laughs> Why are we mixing conspiracy theories here, Gary? It's part. It's part of this. The guy who broke this press release. Uh, Robert Lindsay, he has, he has a WordPress, <laughs> um, blog and he is this, he's the guy that's coming up with all these, these 
ideas. All of this is part of the Sasquatch literature. Although he may be fringe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, because the other the other part that, that they're talking about is that uh, Ketchum was talking about this portion of the subhuman DNA that she can't find in any DNA database. Um, she was calling it angel DNA. Now, whether or not she actually meant real angels or whether it was like, you know, dark matter. Just a placeholder. Just, just a placeholder. It's still kind of wrong to do that. And so he's and, – and this guy actually says, yeah, you know, no one's going to print in the peer-reviewed journal something called angel DNA. You have to cut them up and make something a little bit more scientific. It's but, bad enough that they're trying to print something – well, okay. First of all, in the beginning of the article, it says it's currently under peer review. It doesn't. I, I've heard other people read on this that it doesn't say peer review by whom, no, or where, or what journal. Who? I mean, peer reviewers are secret, but you can say it's the journal of so and so. Right. In addition, you generally don't advertise that you have something under peer review. You let it be reviewed, and then and you then have you your go, press conference. Oh, by the way, we we said this, and these scientists agree with us, and these scientists don't, and screw the ones that don't. We're just going to like these guys. <laughs> It'd be wonderful if there actually was proof of a new hominid species that they could actually prove, but you have these... How do we know these samples came from big feet? There's Bigfoots. Bigfoots? Yeah. Big feet, whatever. Big Sasquatch. Big, Sasquatches. There's, there's no like trail of ownership of evidence going right. on here saying we had this body we're going to sequence its dna it's it, you know we sequenced the chimpanzee dna because we had chimpanzee bodies that we'd say oh look dna and then right. we'd sequence it well well these these, these some of these samples, these are just random samples that probably no no not not so random there's a lady up in montana michigan who, michigan sorry her M. her spokesperson there's a lady up in michigan who feeds them bagels <laughs> yes and and a, and, a, and a possum was locked inside a coop uh, where the bagels were eaten. Locked inside. It you no. Know, who would lock an opossum inside a shack? I'm really confused okay. by what's going on. There's people feeding possums bagels. to bagels. No, 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 no. no feeding no. bagels to Sasquatch. Okay. Where does the possum Catch- come in? Okay. Is this some kind of AdamandEve.com thing going on? <laughs> Ketchums. The mural Melba, Melba Ketchum, the woman who is putting this out, her spokesperson believes that there are Bigfoots living on her property in Michigan. Ten. Ten. Up to ten Bigfoots living on her property, and she feeds them a variety of foods, including blueberry bagels. They like them. (laughs) Okay. I'm wondering what type of schmear they like on them. Apparently possum schmear. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So she she put a bagel in in a... Feeding box. Yeah. And she heard a slam, and she went out, and there was a possum in there. But the outside was locked. So this possum was locked inside With this feeding box. With a padlock or just one of those doors that closes and, and locks behind you? That portion of the story is, is unclear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Re- Regardless, it was locked in some way. It couldn't be a particularly clever possum like raccoons getting into garbage cans? No. The quote is, for instance, one morning she went out to her feeding box and found it locked. She heard noises inside, and when she opened it, the food was gone, and there was an opossum inside. Yeah. 
And the only explanation is that it must have been a Bigfoot. Well, sure. I mean, what and human would do such a so, thing? So, okay. So we got onto the story by saying that I was saying that there was no confirmed evidence of where these sam- that these samples actually were from Sasquatches. So how does this box full of possum mean that there was a sample? Was We're there- not sure. Because there was hair. That's the problem that with the this whole story. There's no chain of evidence. You need to be more credulous. <laughs> I am incredulous. Or at least I listen to that podcast. That's right. That's totally different podcast. Free advertisement. Congratulations, <laughs> British people. So, so we, yeah, there, there is no, there has never been a body found, except for that one that was faked. Which was a Bigfoot costume with a big... raccoon stuffed in it. Exactly. There's no telling. That's my biggest problem happened. with this whole so, thing. It, so between the 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 taking of this so-called Sasquatch hair, and by the time it goes from there to the laboratory, um, anything could have happened. My, my guess is that it probably was human. It was contaminated with human whatever sure. it is. And then there was something else in there. Because in the press release, they made a big point to say, while it had human nuclear DNA within its genome, there were also, quote, distinctively non-human, non-archaic homonym, and, here's the kicker, non-ape sequences. So, at most, there were monkey sequences involved here, or turtle sequences. It was... Or possum. Or or, possum. Or orangutan, or... Orangutans are apes, aren't they? Yeah. No. No? Okay, I'm going for more of a... There's ape like gorilla right. and then orangutan right, well non-ape i consider the whole ape family okay i'm i'm apes and great apes the whole okay kitten caboodle so there was like okay a possum and a dog and this lady with the crazy possum moose. feed box moose michigan hairs from out in her yard she sent a clump of them and they mixed it up in a thing to sequence DNA, and they said, oh, yes, there's some human DNA yeah. in here, and there's other stuff that is not human. Yeah. Right. Apparently, um, uh, Occam's razor is not well thought of at this person's, at Ketchum's well, what, place of What gets me is, is that she started out as a very reputable scientist. Mm-hmm. She helped she helped sequence the equine genome. She's d- That would be horses. You know, she's done... <laughs> A lot of stuff. But now... Could be centaurs. She's calling on officials and law enforcement to to take Sasquatch and and recognize him as an indigenous person. Yeah. Which, oh my... Oh. Yeah, there's, there's no evidence. <laughs> she's just trying to get more House of Representatives or Representatives for Michigans by saying that there are also big feet there, which means higher population, which means they get more representatives in Congress. Sure. Uh, sure. But the, no, the, the problem kind of with this is she runs a business that's doing sequencing for law enforcement. baby daddy finding, yeah. all you and know. And so this kind of calls into question her ability to do these stuff. I wonder yeah. if this could possibly I taint her services and, and, and lead possibly. defense people to say, hey, this was sequenced by the people who said they sequenced Bigfoot. Do you really want to trust them? Yeah, right. And then jury, jury acquits the next Charles Manson. Right. Sure. Because or she Hitler is... Or Hitler to go to that extreme. DNA, yeah, dia- DNA diagnostics touts on their website the fact that they are called as expert witnesses. Yeah. It really does 
taint their testimony. Yeah. Because now, anytime that she or one of her colleagues gets on the stand, this is going to be brought up every yeah. single time. Well, it, it's, it could be a way to draw attention to her business. Yeah. Because people, we've talked about this before, is people go, oh, DNA Consulting Inc- Incorporated. Ah, I remember them. Let's use them. Rather than right. looking them up and going, oh. Oh, yeah, they were the Bigfoot, Bigfoot. people. Fuck them. Yeah. Or, yeah. but if you're a Bigfoot fan, they might, they might go to them. You know. So. Well, at least most of the stories, including the press release, when they say, when they say Bigfoot, they put quotes around it. Yeah. So at least there's a modicum of skepticism there. Yeah. But if, if you go into this Robert Lindsay's WordPress site... It's a whole bunch of non-critical thinking. He has some videos up in regard to this story. And uh, one of them is a northeastern Ohio sighting of a Bigfoot, supposedly. In his video, it's low quality, lasts about 56 seconds. You see someone walking in the style of a Bigfoot. But, I mean, it's not long enough to, to tell anything in the things too far away. It could be says, a fake, it could be somebody's hairy uncle. Yeah, it says, it's hard to say for sure what this is, but it may be a Bigfoot. And then he shows a, then he shows a clip uh, from Vermont, from Animal Planet, do you believe in Bigfoot something or other, claiming to have caught a Vermont Bigfoot on, on thermal camera. Around the 50 second mark, he goes, uh, what is it? Who knows? It's a bipedal creature walking around in the woods at night in the freezing cold Vermont forest with no flashlight. It's either a human or a Bigfoot. We can't tell which. But how many humans walk around in the woods at night with no flashlight? I've been in the woods at night all my life, and I've never once seen a human walking around in the woods at night without a light. I would say they nearly don't even exist. I was... <laughs> Taught when I was in Boy Scouts that we shouldn't use lights very often because you yeah. lose your night vision. Exactly. You can actually see a lot better. I debunk that st- yeah. statement. <laughs> well, Just... according, if you go further in his blog, he actually has a link to another blog post, a David Pilates, Pilates, who... Pilates. Pilates? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he, have... he does stretching. Who claims that he has seen one of the Bigfoots that was sequenced. How could you possibly... Anyway. So, yeah, how could you know? Yeah, so it starts out with someone who is scientific, this Dr. Ketchum, who tries to do actual science but is failing at it, and then people dogpiling on this because they have these prior set beliefs that they want to see the evidence for. And they're just saying, aha, see, I was right. I believe I'm special. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a loser in my mom's basement. <laughs> Gosh, I hope not to a- Not to make fun of anybody with basement apartments. Yeah. At their mom's house. Or anywhere. Okay. But yes. <laughs> but specifically because of the joke, at their mom's house. <laughs> yeah, because it, <laughs> it's fun to make fun of people who live with their parents. Oh, God, I'm in so much trouble. That's Greg Perrine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, probably not going to be seeing a peer-reviewed release of Bigfoot DNA. Right. Well, a- there's a lot of pseudoscientific stuff that they claim is peer-reviewed, but is p- 
peer uh, reviewed by people who are just as credulous for journals that are not reputable journals. They're actually, you know, it's funded by the Bigfoot Society of Northern Michigan or something like that. But speaking about credulity and speaking about credulous journals, would you say that Facebook is a peer-reviewed journal? No, it's it's a journal. It is definitely a journal. And your peers do review you. There you go. And then for some reason, after the election, all your conservative friends come out of the woodwork and you see all their conservative posts again. (laughs) But I don't think that's what you were talking about. No. Uh, It's probably best not to get scientific information off of Facebook because there are things called memes. Uh, Trademark Richard Dawson. And... They've been going around recently. There's been a cancer meme, yes, for example. This week is the first week there's ever been Facebook memes. Yeah. But we're just going to talk about them now. Okay. Yeah. Because there are some... <laughs> there is bad information being put out there. Yeah. And the latest one that I found <laughs> is the soursop or graviola fruit. As Run being that the- by me again? <laughs> Soursop or graviola fruit, as it's called, I think, in in the Caribbean, is this fruit that supposedly is 10,000 times stronger than chemo and will cure cancer. Point of order. If something is 10,000 times as strong as chemo... That's bad for you. Chemo almost kills you. That's the whole point of chemo, (laughs) to kind of kill as much of you as they can without killing killing you. (laughs) If it's... No, that'd be bad. And that's a fruit that people eat. Right. Okay, why don't you keep going on this one, and let's just let that whole, it's going to kill you thing simmer in the background while you listen to Donna's <laughs> right. dulcet tones. Okay. Soursop has certain health benefits. It's antiparasitic, it's antimicrobial, has some antidepressive qualities, and recent studies have shown that it may help in certain forms of breast cancer. <laughs> help is that key word there. Yeah. Help. That, that's usually what happens is a small – we've talked about this again before. A small study that shows maybe something does gets blown out of proportion. They're like, oh, and pomegranates can cure AIDS. It's the fact that soursop has certain health benefits. It's known to have antiparasitic qualities, antimicrobial, antidepressive. And in a very small study with mice, it is shown to have a small effect in breast cancer. Breast yeah. cancer. Not colon cancer, not brain cancer, not, you know, kidney cancer, not lung cancer. A very specific form of breast cancer here. So it's kind of like those uh, stories that came from one tiny little study where someone said uh, they didn't think that sharks got cancer, where they actually do. Yeah. Right. And now everybody's killing sharks to try to not get cancer. Right. Eating Um, shark fins in Japan. I don't feel so bad about fruit because... Fruit isn't quite endangered like sharks, <laughs> and you could create a fruit farm, but it's still stupid. Yeah. And in South America, it's used to treat for parasites, you know, a variety of other things. Mostly, I mean, stuff that's not really going to kill you unless it gets extremely bad, like dysentery or something else. Okay. But at the same time, though, if you eat too much of this, it has a, how shall we say, an adverse reaction? A diarrhea reaction? No. 
in some people, it can cause movement disorders and nerve damage that's similar to Parkinson's disease. Well, I was close in that movements, but okay. Yeah, not not bowel movements. Other movements. Okay. <laughs> so there's the idea of 10,000 times as chemo. That's not a good thing to say, but also if you eat too much of this fruit, you have movement disorders. You have uncontrollable shakes and stuff like that. Right. But when you Google graviola fruit, the first couple of things are all about miracle cure, miracle cure, miracle cure, miracle cure. People, Snopes is your friend. Snopes.com or hoaxerfact.com, really great sites. If you see something on Facebook and it sounds too good to be true... First of all, it usually is, it but second of all, is. go check it. Go check it, and don't believe your friends that are just forwarding this on, okay? Yes, cancer is bad. Nobody wants to have it. Everybody wants to be able to do something about it. Chemotherapy is a nasty course of treatment, but there's a reason why doctors go to school for so long. <laughs> so they can believe in Bigfoot. It's it's one of those skeptical <laughs> red flags, the idea... If there's if if there's this thing is can cure everything or is this blanket idea of this will do every all these miracle miraculous stuff that is a big skeptical red flag because yeah, actual medicine never never statins. claims that right <laughs> and then, you know and once again when you start looking at some of the the pages about graviola the first thing that they start talking about like we hear with vaccines it's all big pharma it's all big pharma. Pharma and the medical community don't want you to know about this. Oh, we have this secret that they don't want you to know about because they won't make any money. Is it actually <sighs> raviola? Because suddenly I'm just kind of craving Graviola. <laughs> oh, graviola. <laughs> the G. Oh. Okay. Never mind. But, I mean, every day you see these things coming across your Facebook feed. Yeah. Or, you know, you're... Aunt Barbara, who lives in Duluth. No, my Aunt Barbara lives in Rhode Island. Okay, sorry. I don't have an Aunt Barbara. Well, you're bad then! Sends these things on, (laughs) hoping that they will help somebody. The fact of the matter is is that if, if your doctor turns around and tells you that you have cancer... Get a second opinion from a qualified medical ex- right. medical expert, no. not your Aunt Barbara, right. and not your Facebook friends. And probably not the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Commerce. No. Yeah. I'm still deciding whether or not I want to go to the Christmas party. you were Christmas invited. Party. Donna got invited to the Holistic Chamber of Commerce Christmas party. Christmas <laughs> thing. And for our longtime listeners, we used to have a segment where we would talk about the latest members of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. No, and we're going to have to do that again. How did you get on their mailing list? I don't know. That's the creepy thing because it's <laughs> it's an email that I don't use very often. And I was just like, I was like, oh, my God. The oh. one thing I was curious about when you sent that, it says it's happening at so-and-so Italian restaurant. It's like, well, is this restaurant going to have vegan, organic, free range? Well, you're you're kind of water, kind of oh yeah, fair for all these new agey kind of everything has to be feng shui aligned, nope. holistic it has chamber liquor, of liquor though, speakers. which makes everything better. So, speaking of things on Facebook that you should be careful about. People criticizing Facebook itself, you have to be careful about. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, there was that meme going around of uh, people posting mm. that you're yeah. not allowed to... To it, copy, it, it, all of their stuff is copyrighted. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a meme. It was one of those um, chain letter status updates right. where it's, you should post this into your status update to protect yourself. And I'll just read a quick bit of it. In response to the new Facebook guidelines, I hereby declare that my copyright is attached to all my personal details, illustrations, literary works, professional photos, videos, etc. As a result of the Burner Convention, for commercial use of the above, my written consent is needed at all times! So, yeah, this was something that everybody was encouraging their friends to post to Facebook and say, you'll protect yourself, otherwise Facebook can, I don't know, rape your mother... Yeah, but uh, of course uh, the the problem with that is that you signed an agreement with Facebook that allowed them to change whatever the hell they want. When you created yeah. your account. Yeah. You grant us a non-exclusive, transferable, sub-licensable, royalty-free, worldwide license to use any IP content that you post or in connection with the Facebook. This IP license ends when you delete your IP content or your account unless your account, your content has been shared with others and they have not deleted it. Straight from their terms of service. Because, like, recently, I posted a trailer for a movie that I'm working on. A movie that I am making. Mm-hmm. I cut it, and boom, they were all like, this contains copyrighted material that you may or may not own. And I'm all like, motherfuckers, I own this shit. And I've literally had to argue with Facebook for, like, two days over, yes, I have releases. I own this. I own this company. I'm doing this. I was like, good gravy, people. But this this is another one of those situations where Snopes is your friend. Well, and, and also, I mean, this idea is a misunderstanding of copyright law, but... It's it's the idea that musicians have that oh all you have to do is mail a certified copy of your music to yourself and it's copywritten. It's like no, that's not the way no. it works anymore. You actually have to copyright it through the copyright office. Right. They make it quite easy these days. Well, I mean, it really is just get online and upload it and yeah. and everything else. And technically, the way that the copyright law is written, as soon as you have it in a tangible form, you technically own that copyright. Right. But it comes down to the matter of proving, right. which is why you should always go through the copyright office if you have intellectual property that you want saved, that you want legally it's mine. attributed to you. But but even more so, people were reposting this as if it was protecting their privacy yeah. In that, that's because you know, it's, it's, it's oh, a simple thing. Know, it's like again, everybody will be able to, to see yourself. the pictures of me and my grandson at the beach or something. It's like, well, it, to, if you set your privacy settings to only my friends, then only those people can see it. Period. Yeah. Which also just reminds us that if you don't want to be reminded of it, don't post it. <laughs> yeah. If if you're worried about either what might people think of it or privacy. how it might get distributed or whatever. Don't post it. And if you're worried about Facebook from a security point of view, don't create a Facebook account. Yeah. You you don't have a right to a Facebook account. Yeah. You can you don't they, have they to do it. They can do whatever they want. It's a free service. Yeah. And even if they charge you, it's their service. They can do whatever they want. I don't post a lot of personal stuff on there. I just put silly, silly stuff. Shit. Yeah. yeah. And and stuff for the skeptic wire. That's what I use it to keep in touch. But if I have anything really personal, I 
don't post it online. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't send it. I don't even send it through their message service. You know, I'll talk to, I'll call them or talk to them, or I might send an email. But I mean, even then, if it's really personal, I I don't want anything. I don't want copies. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so just be aware, yeah. people. And people, they're, people they're, of the podcast, people of the internet. There's some people, I, I read somewhere, some one of the descriptions of this, uh, the part I quoted, which ended that there was this copyright protection because of the Burner Convention. Apparently the Burner Convention, B-E-R-N-E-R, doesn't exist. <laughs> That's not a thing. Now, there's a, there's like another convention out there that's slightly differently spelled. Skepticon? But um, it's the Burn Convention. Texas B-E-R-N-E. So no extra R on the end. And and so if, if you looked up just Burner Convention did and, and find that didn't exist, you didn't even have to go to Snopes, but... Well, that's the same thing with the one of the cancer memes that's been going around where they talk about John Hopkins University... No, it's Johns Hopkins Medical Center. They didn't even list the name of the the place correctly. Right. Yeah. But if if you know someone didn't take the time to proofread this, it's yeah. probably not legal. Yeah. And yeah, if there's misspellings, yeah. not legal. And the and and I hope I got that through in my reading of it for the commercial use of the above blah blah blah. That sentence ends with an exclamation point. Most <laughs> legal documents don't are. If if they have the exclamation point in them, they've written by a nutbag. Yes. <laughs> At least it wasn't all caps. <laughs> Just think a little bit, people. Of the internet. Yes. Oh, internet. So, do we want to talk Mark of the Beast? Yeah. Yeah. I think we got the time to talk about the Mark of the Beast. So, Andrea Hernandez, who goes to John Jay High School Science and Engineering Academy. John Jangle Jingleheimer's Fit. No, not that one. Oh. Uh, this is one of two high schools in the San Antonio district of the North Side Independent School District. They have their own cops. Yes. That are that have a trial program to use picture ID badges that have RFID tags in them to be able to locate students either in an emergency or during um, Under times of a- duress. attendance taking yeah. as well. The big reason they're giving with, with this is the state pays them based on their attendance records. So if they have 500 students that come every day, they get the money for 500 students. But if they can't keep the attendance, like there's always kids at the nurse or kids are cutting or whatever, and they only get 450 that they can count every day, they get less money. Yeah, that's just, yeah. And that, that's just a stupid system. But Yeah, right. I know. We're, so, not, we're not going to go into that. Because so that's we've got policy. these ID tags that have uh, face pictures on them, which is just generally used everywhere to say, wait a minute, you don't have an ID, you shouldn't be here, you're probably here to rape children, get out. Sure. So what they've added to it is this RFID tag, which, as we all know from having badging into college dorms or into our work, you have a little badge, it has a little chip in it somewhere, and depending on how you set your system, certain distances from card readers, it reads your card, usually a couple inches away at at most. This system actually, you know, well, there are card readers throughout the building that can sense these, these RFID tags. 
Right. So, in other words, they can go into a classroom and they can sense that they're in a the classroom. Right. Or at least it entered this through right. this door at this point or right. something. So they're a little bit more powerful. Right. So um, there's a lot of um, personal liberty advocates who are saying this is too much an invasion of privacy, which you got to be careful about that. It you know maybe you have an argument about that. It's it's an important check and balance to make sure that. There's not too much tracking of citizens. There's not too much, you know, undo search and seizure kind of stuff, which it's kind of a gray area. That is understandable as an argument about these badges. We got to make sure that, you know, there are things like they the the Northside ISD has es- explicitly said that there are no card readers in locker rooms or bathrooms. So we're not tracking people as they pee. And there's randomly assigned numbers, which are not your student ID numbers. And it's not this live tracking system where they've got some, you know, pale, pasty, fat guy in this dark, dank room who's tracking the students every move. And he's wearing a cape with a hood on it or something like that. It's it's just, you know, if there's an emergency, where are all the students? Or during attendance, where are all the students? Or, you know... Bobby right. Joe's mother just died. Where the hell is he? It is a system that can be abused. And, yes. and, have, and there's very – just recently, for example, there was a, a girl. She was raped by a teacher when she was 12 years old, and she's trying to fight back. And they told her it was her fault. Now, if she had an RFID, it would be easier for that teacher. Yeah, to know one of the things was, they so. mentioned yeah. is when there's fights or criminal activities, they can track these badges right. to say who was there. Right. Either as a witness or well, you were the only person in that room when that right. uh, microscope got smashed. But of course, that also you're also assuming that every single kid is going to be wearing their own RFID. Yeah, that's bag. kind of a problem. But yeah, appar- apparently, I mean, that's the whole discussion that we could have. We could talk another hour about <laughs> about that. privacy issues. Yeah, it's it's important, and and you got to be skeptical about these things, but also not crazy. We're going to talk about the crazy. Right. <laughs> because Andrea Hernandez... Because that's, that's the interesting portion. And her family, um, she decided that she wasn't going to wear the ID bag uh, badge because um, she f- believes it's satanic and that it's against her religious principles and, and impringes on her right to privacy. And she called the ID tag the Mark of the Beast. Hmm. Who's Mark? Satan's Mark. No, I mean, who is Mark? Okay, it's not a name <laughs> of a person named Mark. I am Mark of the Beast. It's a Mark as in sigil or ah. symbol, ah, which okay. is actually how a lot of this got started. So thank you, Gary. <laughs> so in, hold on, hold on, where is it? Revelations. Well, I was trying to look at the, okay. Ver, uh, the Revelations chapter 13. The of course, of- chapter 13. Yes, they talk about these two beasts rising out of the sea. One has seven heads, which is all blasphemous names. And the do we second, know what those names are? Um, I don't. I don't know. I, Jesus H Christ. Jesus H Tap Tap Christ. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, uh, things like that. Okay. Um, and the other one is a beast that has the voice of a dragon or something like that, which derives its power from the first beast. Uh, well, see, I, I worked. I worked on the project of voice recognition called Dragon Speak Naturally. So maybe that's what they're talking about. Voice recognition? Not when it was written in the 3rd century. uh, uh, What are those things called? Prophecies? Sure! No. uh, Probably (laughs) not. 
Okay. Because there's a, there's oh, there's always the talk of the 666 number right. or 616. Right. And the whole idea is, is well all of that idea, the number of the beast, the seven heads, the blasphemous names, and the the beast that derives power from these blasphemous names, most scholars agree that this is a metaphor for Nero. the emperors of Rome, yeah. specifically Nero, who was a bad guy. And the whole idea of the, the Jewish revolution in like what is the second or third century, where the, the Jews early Christians decided they didn't want to use Roman currency anymore because it had the Roman, uh, the emperor's face on it and it deified the Roman emperor with sun rays and it had Roman gods on it. And that was blasphemous. The whole idea was all these names that Roman emperors gave themselves were the seven blasphemous names. Nero was the dragon voiced emperor who got its power from that. You couldn't do commerce without the mark of the beast, which was, a mark on a coin. Yeah. It's it's just this metaphor, but well, and the beast, the beast would be then Nero. It is a big Christian conser- conspiracy that, especially nowadays, well, nowadays it's the RFID tags. Anything right. from people claiming that Obamacare is going to force everybody to have RFID tags implanted yeah. in their right arm or or their, or, or their, their tattoos on the yeah. back of the neck. Yeah. All these conspiracy theories. And it's all this kind of evangelical, end times, Christian-y believing things. And the sad part is, is this school district is suffering from someone who says, well, I have this crazy belief and you have to respect it. Yeah. Well, yeah. in that respect, school did the exact right thing. Well, they first, they tried to, to compensate for it and they said, you can wear just a regular ID badge. And she went, oh, no, you're still doing it. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, she's, blah, blah. not only was it the mark of the beast, it was worshipping false idols. I, yeah, I don't get that at all. And so the school turned around and when they were supposed to go to court over this, went, you know what? You claim we're violating your civil rights. You claim we're vi- violating the Constitution. Let's kick it up to federal court. Yeah, because it started out with just well, okay, don't have the RFID tag. No? Okay, well, you have to have an ID tag. No, I'm not going to do it. Well, then we're going to have to transfer you back to your old school. And then she sued, and right. the the local judge said, had an injunction that said, no, you can't transfer her yet. And yeah, now it's a big federal case. No. Because someone's holding on to this old, crazy conspiracy belief. And I try not to be an asshole about people who believe crazy things, but... You, yeah, you, yeah. There, there's perfectly good reasons on why you shouldn't do an RFID, but to to go, it, it makes it. It's an easy argument to start saying that it violates your religious belief, but and that's always to me a slippery slope mm-hmm. because oh well, this violates my religious belief, and then you're violating my my religious belief. It's a slippery so, slope and an argument stopper. Yeah, you can't have a rational conversation about this no. because no, it's my religion. I believe it. You can't question that. Yeah. You would be questioning my first amendment rights to believe. Yeah. It's like, no, I can question your belief and say you're a stupid moron for thinking that an <laughs> RFID tag is the mark of the beast. You can have an argument with me about whether or not we should have RFID ID tags in everything. But people were saying that social security numbers would be the mark of the beast. Yeah. Or that um, uh, the the black and white bars on all products now. Uh, barcodes. Barcodes, thank you. Which we were talking about having tattooed on the back of the neck. Yeah, so, or just barcodes on products. People thought the Gutenberg Press 
was the mark of the beast or something like that because it was a new technology. Sure. There's, you, you, and they're gonna they're gonna hate it until they. There, there's been that commercial for RFIDs going around where the guy walks through the grocery store and just picks up stuff and puts it in his pockets and his coats, mm-hmm. and then he walks out the front door and a you know, policeman stops stops him and says, "Sir," because he beeps, and he goes and he turns around completely nonchalant, and the policeman hands him a uh, receipt because <laughs> all of this RFID he has one so. The store knows it's him. Right. They have access to his bank account, and then all of the stuff he has has RFIDs, so he doesn't even have to, you know, it's it's all there, right? That's actually a really cool technology. Haven't they started doing that in the Apple Store or something akin to that? Probably, or or they're trying to implement that. I mean, there's certain things where you got to be careful with actual theft, and you got to be careful with being able to make sure that you. You can't just steal someone's phone and use their e-wallet. Right. You have to have a password protection and all that. you got to be careful, but you can't just be so scared of new technology that you start... Yeah. But the fact is, you can either use it or not, you know? Yeah. Like, my, my, my mom just now is starting to do online banking. Just now? <laughs> just now. And I was like, I've been doing it for... Yeah. Since, mm-hmm. You know, for a long time. Just, just so convenient. She's like, she just didn't trust them. And there's valid reasons to do that. It's kind of like um, people who came up through the Depression stock up on food. Right. Right? Yeah. You know, finish your plates, the whole thing. There's a big difference between not being an early adopter and waiting until the mid-2000s to get a DVD player (laughs) and thinking that the DVD player is going to eat your face while you sleep. Exactly. And that's what this is akin to. This or, is like, or take pictures of you and then send them to the CIA. Yeah. You know, there are people who are saying these RFID tags, you know, tracking children, you know, is invading their privacy. We already invade children's privacy to a certain extent that we allow things like locker searches. And, yeah. you know, we have... Well, even and even that is... Yes, it's questioned, but it's it's something we work around and say, well how much we we do allow infringing on certain rights of children, like free speech. They can't say yeah. everything they want at school right. and all that. But there's always that balance of people who don't know what they don't know or what they should know uh, and the, the protection of them. So the the lockers is a, is a good, good point. I mean, they're not going around looking at the lockers all the time, but if they have reason, they can go into the lockers. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while you, you have the witch hunts. Where they bring they, in drug sniffing dogs yeah, or something, you know, yeah, and, and or they or they yeah, handcuff kids and they put them on the ground because uh, of a rumor. And that's why you need the legal system to check and balance right. that. That's why you need activists. Exactly. You know, some of the RFID activists are crackpots. Sure. But there are plenty of RFID activists who are who are legitimately trying to protect people's freedoms just in case. Yeah. And it, it's in we, we again. It's just like politics. You've got the liberals and the conservatives, and you need both of those to make a country, right? You could, because you have to have both points of views to point out flaws in the idea. Yeah. No worries. Yep. But it's not the mark of the beast. No. No, it is not. So or if I, it was, I hope the beast looks cool and isn't yeah. like one of those really stupid, like that little little atheist card with the with the uh, atheist McGruff. <laughs> You know, with the uh, what's the thing called? Um, raincoat. Not raincoat. 
Uh, it's what Arthur Dent wears it. Uh, bathrobe. 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 Cup of coffee. Damn it, we can't have coffee. We can't be atheists anymore. You don't even drink it, you fucker. <laughs> bad atheist. Bad atheist. Because I don't drink coffee? Yes! Yes! I'm already in enough trouble because I don't drink alcohol. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> yeah, you're a Mormon is what you are. <laughs> well, just, I, I... Just because you don't believe in Kolob. Actually, you do in your heart. <laughs> I just hate Kolob. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, neither do I. But I think where we should go right now yeah. is the lightning round. Lightning round! Lightning round! Lightning round! Oh, look at wow, her. That was two completely <laughs> just polar opposite responses. And <laughs> lightning round, yeah, dude. You've got, you've, got, you've got the hockey fanatic and Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> and the oh, Canadian yeah. hockey fanatic. <laughs> Hey, no, no, hey, no, hey, no, no, hey, hey, do no, not knock Canadian insane. hockey. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm not knocking Canadian hockey. I'm saying Canadians are a bit more mellow no, no, than no, us no, Americans. No, 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 hockey. Not when it comes to She's hockey. She's more like a Canadian football fan. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a better, better description. Yay, our team, eh? <laughs> so, lightning round. <laughs> the lightning round, where we are giving 90 seconds each to answer as many questions as we possibly can, except for Greg. <laughs> And I will, I I am willing to actually put the money out right now, even though I don't have any cash on me, that Gary will win the lightning round this week. So you have so little faith in your own skills that you think Um, you're not going to remember anything. Working all week, it's called doctor's appointments. Well, you you took the time to do the research on the gravioli fruit. Maybe. Yeah, because somebody had to talk about it. Because she saw ravioli Maybe and she really wants just it. some osmosis Facebook thing. Maybe that's what we really need, a, a Facebook uh, a status update that we'd all share to make sure that we all osmosis topics that are posted. Okay, I give up. <sighs> all right, so... Are you ready to go? Yes, I am ready to go. Is your timer ready to go, Gary? Yes! So, um, since Donna is so afraid of her skills, we'll leave the suspense until the end and make Gary go second. Donna, you will have 90 seconds when I finish your first question. And uh, let's make sure this is working. Yay. All right. Ready? Ready. New upgrades to the Argus 2 implants developed by Second Sight would would allow blind people to blank. Or read Braille. Close enough. Uh, Floridian Melissa Miller said she was speeding over 100 miles per hour and blaring her horn because. Oh, God told her to the rapture or something. The Lord told her to do it. Yes. A research team on board the RV Southern Surveyor discovered that a 60 square mile Southern Pacific Island was. Uh, Not there. A study of 8,800 people over age 50 by researchers at King's College London found found that blank correlated with cognitive decline. Age? (laughs) Smoking. (laughs) That's for all you smokers out there. Be ex-smokers. Then we'll be proud of you. Uh, Researchers from McGill University and the University of Montreal have found that an enormously high production of proteins called neuroglins results in symptoms similar to... 
blank. Parkinson's. She's totally reading the answers. Autism. (laughs) (laughs) Pete Townsend of The Who has turned to blank to help... Alternative medicine. ...and homeopathy to deal with his tinnitus issues. An interactive map of the New York uh, on the New York Times website shows areas in major U.S. cities that would be affected by blank in the next 300 Climate years. Climate change. Subjects surveyed via text message in a New Zealand University of Canterbury study rated blank highest in activities that made them happy. Oh, I know this one. Right, uh, Sex and alcohol. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, beep, Gary beep, got beep. that right. Sex and alcohol. Yeah. Yep. So that was it was the, a shocking study, I can tell you. That was the end of the time. <laughs> shocking to Greg, yeah. <laughs> Not shocking. <laughs> think of think of all the fun that you're missing. <laughs> I've never regretted not having alcohol. Good we for you. We regret it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll regret it for wow. you. <laughs> Seriously. You, you. Bam! Subtle slam! <laughs> well, before you made that comment, you got five correct and three wrong. Now you got them all wrong! <laughs> Told you I would. You drunk, <sighs> lush person. Well, she would be if you had any alcohol in the house. <laughs> Bam! Subtle slam! <laughs> That's going to be a thing, isn't it, Gary? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> well, the great thing is that people are going, that wasn't subtle. <laughs> there was nothing subtle about that no. one at all. We can be accused of many things, but subtlety is not one of them. No, unfortunately. Well, except for the timer volume was a little subtle yeah, on that. Yeah, sorry about so that. So you'll turn that up for the end of yours, and are you ready? Yeah! All right. The question will begin when I answer. finish your first timer. Okay. Hey, Mr. Stupid Man. Bam! Subtle self slam! (laughs) Okay. Almost done with the fucking show. Okay. Get through it, Greg. Get through it. Ahem. 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 Yes. I was ready until you said that. Hmm. Obviously not ready. Shut up, Gary. (laughs) The American Academy of Pediatrics is recommending that pediatricians discuss just-in-case issuing prescriptions for... Birth control. Yeah. Plan B. Um, Christian magazine Charisma author Contessa Adams, a former stripper-termed ministry leader, has written that homosexuality and other sexual deviancy is caused by blank. Uh, 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 Secularism. Demons. Demons. Sex with demons. That's right, sex with demons. Listener Richard Hannes posted a story on our Facebook page where UKIP party candidate for Britain's Croydon North by election was criticized for his comments on blank. Uh, creationism. Gay adoption and gay marriage. Oh, damn. A new book right. released this week by Blank looks at the early life of Jesus and debunks several myths about the nativity. True. Oh, by the Pope. Yes. 
Pope Ratzinger. Yeah. Uh, African regulators have, ish- have relaxed controls for meningitis vaccines, allowing them to be transported without blank. Uh, refrigeration. NASA, ve- <laughs> NASA veteran Scott Kelly and Russia Mikhail Kormenko were selected this week to blank. One year uh, in space. On the space station, yeah. yes. A team with the Lawson Health Research Institute in Canada have increased their list of medications that can have dangerous interactions with blank. Grapefruit. The state of Texas is moving to seize the 1,600-acre property owned by the blank. Yeah, uh, uh, fundamentalist Latter-day Saints thing guy. Yes. And uh, USC researchers published a study of more than 500 children saying that children exposed to high levels of pollution were three times more likely to be blank. Uh, ADD. Autistic. Ah. And luckily the timer ran out because that was the last lightning round question I had. Yay! You got six correct and three wrong. So despite Donna's predictions, it was a very close race. So I got the easy ones. <laughs> Gary, you are queen of the podcast, but that I makes, feel pretty. Since Donna, you were very close. You are princess of the podcast. That's I don't bullshit. want to be a fucking princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to go, way to go, Greg. Way Do you think it. I want to be his daughter? Ugh. No, sorry, nothing <laughs> personal. But <laughs> no, I wish my iPhone sound thing had a wah, 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 wah Don't sound. you just wish that you drank alcohol now? <laughs> <laughs> we'll turn you into one of us. We will drive you to drink. In 36 years, I have had plenty of days that could drive me to drink. Yeah, I haven't yet. I'll be fine. Yeah, whatever. Now, granted, I have a problem with chocolate and Chinese food, but we'll get beyond that. Oh, well, you, chocolate wine. Yeah, chocolate wine. Yeah, that, you know, you know how you get, you know how you get over that addiction, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it is so weird that the the highest level of peer pressure to drink I have ever gotten <laughs> were from two intellectual skeptics, supposedly. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Do cocaine and smoke the pot? Sure, cocaine will help you lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's proven. <laughs> You're just pre-treating your future glaucoma. <laughs> wow, not we only are, we are horrible not, friends. Not only are you trying to constantly insult me, you're trying to kill me. I would be an damn subtle death threat. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know that I would be a horrible, horrible drunk. Yeah, I would be. That's true. No fun to be so, around. So we need to put him on the pot. <laughs> no, no, I, I think I think anything he'll probably. Uh, uh, no. I'm yeah. enough of an asshole sober, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't okay. forget, it just enhances who you are. <laughs> Point taken. Bam! Subtle slam. <laughs> I'm just having way too much fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, because it becomes unfunny, and then it becomes funny again at some point, if it ever I, was funny. I longingly await for that day, because <laughs> it sure ain't now. Not happening right now, thank you very much. Okay. So, speaking of thank you very much, thank you for joining us. Oh, shit, we week. have to close the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were done. 
on. on the skept- just going to sign off. <laughs> on the Skeptic Wire podcast, because we are professionals. <laughs> well, we're professionals. Someday we'll be pro. Okay. Well, speaking and- of the end of the world, I will be <laughs> I will be traveling to the DC area for uh, the Christmas holiday time. Wow. So if anybody knows of not the end of the world parties going on in the Maryland DC area, I was going to say if you know area, anybody who has a couch that you could sleep on. No, no, no. no. I meant uh, no, not the end of the world parties for the December the twenty first because the world is not going to end. Just like there aren't RFAD tags being marks of the beast, and just like you should not believe everything you're forwarded on Facebook, and Bigfoot is not real. As far as we just, can tell. Just to summarize. Yeah, there are people with the big feet, however. I have hobbit feet. Little yeah. hairy topped feet. So we should call you Gergo? <laughs> Gergo Gaggins? <laughs> Gergo Gaggins. <laughs> There's your poor. There's your poor name. No, no, no. I, I've already, been, I've already been given a poor name, and the, bam, Adam and Eve slam. <laughs> my poor name was given to me the one time I, I went from a beard to a mustache instead. Oh God! And okay. I was given the the nickname Chet Hansen, adult film star. Chet Hansen. I think I know a Chet Hansen actually. Oh dear. I was gonna say I think I do too. Hmm. Same one? I don't know. Probably you not. know me. <laughs> Don't know. All right. Thank you for joining us. Good night, everybody. everybody. (laughs) Hello, nurse. Exactly. Yep. That was a pretty good uh, Animaniac voice. Congratulations, Gary. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the Podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. I thought we were getting all the unfortunate noises out of our sure selves sure. before we started. I need some water. No, no water for you. No. Wait, what's that? That is lemonade. Would you like Ooh. some lemonade? Yeah, I'll make my throat stick. Lemons are good for the voice. There's no lemons in this shit. But... Yeah. <laughs> Can I have some too? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Can I have it heated up with honey? Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it's good for the voice. We're making Ross uh, and Andy. Except for the honey in my pants. Ew! Oh. <laughs> I think that's called smegma. <laughs> oh, I think I just threw up in my mouth. So, what happened this past week? Oh, that's right. We were waiting with bated breath about NASA's big announcement. No. <laughs> <laughs> Greg! <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you playing along the skeptic.
require a drinking game, this would be drink number two, where Greg loses his shit and laughs maniacally. Drink up, people. <laughs> I'm happy to be a source of amusement. <clears throat> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, that was a rather harsh, harsh uh, stop for me. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could have edited it, like sandwiched it in, but <laughs> I just thought I'd make the little dancing Wikipedia article motion at you. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. <clears throat> oh boy, there was an Isaac Asimov robot story about. Yes, there um, was. Mining going on on Mercury, and they would is <laughs> there is a story an iRobot. Okay, yes. So <laughs> Isaac Asimov did write a story. So it was written by him. Yeah, but it still exists. There's a story by Isaac Asimov in iRobot about a robot that what. I have no idea how the fuck you're going to edit this one, Gary. Well, we were going well until you put that in there. <laughs> oh, poor Gary has to edit. So, there is... There is a there story is. by Isaac Asimov. C.S. Lewis. No, wait. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke. It's called <laughs> a robot. Yeah. <laughs> It tells a tale of a little Mercury mining robot who sometimes works on the hot side that's like hell. (laughs) Okay, moving along, moving along. Insert end credit music here.